Hello, and welcome to this special bonus episode of PodPod. My name's Adam Shepard, and if you're anything like me, you're a sucker for shiny new technology. One piece of technology that's made a big splash in the world of podcasting recently is the Nemono Sound Capsule, a compact all-in-one recording solution that bills itself as a portable podcast studio that's simple, flexible, and user-friendly. It's not cheap, coming in at £2,190 before tax, but this little package has been turning a lot of heads within the industry. We had a chance to try it out last month at the podcast show in London. In a moment, you'll hear some footage from Rihanna Dillon, Emma Corsham, Reem McCurry and myself, recorded at the show using the Nemono sound capsule. Now, we've edited the recordings for length, but we've not applied any mixing or mastering to them. What you'll hear is exactly what the device gave us. By default, the sound capsule produces three different versions of the audio with different levels of post-processing applied, but we'll start with the original. First, though, I'm joined by Emma Corsham and Reem Makari to talk a little bit about our initial impressions of the device. So, Emma, what did you think of the Nemono sound capsule? So, as you're about to hear, there's an interesting little bit of kit that we were very intrigued about. I turned up with headphones. I wanted to plug them in. You'll hear in the clip that I tried to plug them in. It was a really strange thing for me as a recordist, producer and editor not to be able to hear what was going on Mm. and just have to trust that it's doing something and it's doing something good. I imagine for a producer, you feel a little bit naked not being able to monitor it live. Massively. It just feels like letting the plane steer itself, letting that kick in and presuming that it's working is a challenge. Yeah. And it does require a level of trust, which I think is bold on Nimono's part not to offer any kind of live monitoring. I think it was funny. You showed up with like a tote bag full of kit <laughs> with a mic oh, yeah. and audio recorder. <laughs> well, as you as you heard from the other episode that we, we recorded at the show, yeah, I, I had my full sort of little handheld Zoom recorder, XLRs, plug-in sort of SM58s for going around the show. And it's tiny as well. I really can't emphasize enough how compact this thing is. The microphones themselves are like maybe two inch square. The comparable to like Rode Go ones are the ones I've got that are little clip-on sort of Lavalier mics and wireless ones. And yeah, so very similar to that. And what, what would you say that is? Sort of a... A clementine size? (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying desperately to remember the size of a clementine now. Um, Yeah, they're they're small. Uh, They are very small. And the the whole kit is maybe the size of a grapefruit, just to continue the uh, fruit-based comparisons. In In a box that is about the size of a melon. This type of kit, seeing it for the first time and then just like immediately being handed the mics and and told to just like record. You need to have a lot of trust, especially for someone who's trying it out for the first time. You're you're putting a lot of trust into this kit where you don't have your headphones on and you're not listening back immediately. They did say that it will automatically level the audio and it will make it sound good, but there's no way to tell that for sure it's going to sound good because you're not listening while recording. Mm. So speaking of listening then, let's have a listen to the raw audio from the Nemono sound capsule. So the way the Nemono sound capsule works is it will record the audio and then do a bunch of post-processing on it. So this is the raw, 
unprocessed audio direct from the Nomono sound capsule microphones. Let's have a listen. So we're here at the Nomono stand recording on a, the Nomono sound capsule. Yes. I tell you what, Emma, because you're so rarely on the oh, podcast, yes. do you want to describe what this setup is? It's a nice little tub which has a little handle, liftable, you take out the box, there's like a little box in the middle, take out that, take out four individual clip mic things, we've clip, all clipped them on, we've pressed the record, and it's it's gone red, it's doing something. I don't know how it sounds, I don't know, is there a place to plug in sound? Can I plug in headphones? No, 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 there is a, you can't monitor because there is no need to There's no need to monitor. So I've tried to plug headphones in something and I'm not allowed. Should we give you one of the mics and then maybe we can like have the, so you can also give like input. This is an excellent opportunity to see whether or not the Nomono can pick up speakers who aren't mic'd up but are next to someone that is. Yeah. So it's now in the recording, of course, won't hear me so much. Uh, okay. So there was some of me picked up by this one. Okay. But your voices will be there and you will be leveled out. Mm. Lower, so, um, so the Nomono does automatic leveling, right? Automatic leveling. Yeah. Um, and I'm assuming it uses fancy AI to, to do that. It does. Excellent. So there is a ton of patterns in the AI. Uh, so we know that uh, so there's 12 sort of different enhancements, and we know that the noise reducer, uh, the crosstalk reduction, uh, the S sound reducer is, is state of the art. It's, uh, uh, it's really good. So, so it's, it. it's automatically getting rid of like mic yeah, the crossover. So, so there's no bleeding between, so his voice won't get into your microphone. But Stay off my mic. Yeah. <laughs> so even if Reem and I are going to be talking like really yeah. close together, that, yes. that isn't going to pick up on each other's microphone. Yeah. Oh my god! How will it know? <laughs> so that was the base level raw audio from the Nomono sound capsule. Emma, what did you think? I mean, even that was it's, it's a pretty good sound quality coming out of that and and like you can hear that there's a lot of background noise because there was a lot of background mm. noise it's a, a big echoey conference space that had like ten thousand people in it well yeah and two open speeches going on mm. sort of discussions going on loads and loads of stalls anyway you can clearly hear everyone but we are battling a bit against the background noise mm. but then then it gets clever then it does get very clever indeed. And we'll come to the enhanced audio in just a second. But Rim, what were your thoughts on the sort of baseline quality of the sound capsule? The first time I listened to the clip, I'm like, okay, like this sounds like standard. If you were to get an audio recorder out and do a vox pop, like that's how it's going to sound. The only thing that that like really stood out to me was the fact that I genuinely thought we wouldn't be able to hear the salesperson and the audio mm. like barely and he like you could still hear him pretty well even with the raw file like while he's explaining and he wasn't mic'd we were the yeah. only people that were mic'd so yeah i thought it was like just standard audio recorder audio i think we later mentioned in the clip though that he and he explained that the middle console sort of block that all the separate little wireless mics connect to also has eight inbuilt same quality microphones as those individual ones that's constantly recording too in order to subtract the background noise and also can just be used 
in the middle of a conference table space to pick up. If you've got more than the four microphones that are available, you can really well set that in the middle and, and record everyone on that. Mm. So a fairly impressive showing on the baseline audio recording. Let's see what happens when Nomono's fancy automatic audio leveling and post-processing is applied to it. This is the enhanced quality Nomono sound capsule audio. And what is the, the range from the box? So it's a, it's 10 meters. Bye. Uh, <laughs> so they'll record locally in the microphone. And then yeah. sync yeah. when it gets oh, back in range. Yeah, and then syncs when it get back. Oh my God, that's, that's amazing. That's a, yeah, 44 minute buffer. That's uh, really good. Yeah. So uh, that'd be amazing for field recordings. Yeah. yeah. That's actually very clever. You can move around hmm. quite a bit. And what's the battery life like? Total kit fully charged is more than 24 hours. Okay, so more than 24 hours battery life. That's yeah. very good. It's eight hours. Hmm. So the microphones are out eight hours. And especially this one, because some microphones have a longer battery life. Yes. Probably at least 15, 16 hours. That's not bad at all. The base. This is a charging base, yep. so there's uh, almost two full cycles okay. in the battery as well. Excellent. But this box as well, this is not just a control unit because this is an ambisonic hardware. Oh, is it? So it's listening in as well to... The holes here, there's oh. eight microphones. Yeah, yeah. And, um, this is comparable to like Sennheiser and Bio and it's like top quality, the 12, 1300 pound ambisonic microphones. What about movement? So if someone's walking around the podcast show with this kind of clip on yeah. and talking, is that would it would it be affected at all? This sort of picks up all of the background, or everything that happens uh, uh, around you. Because um, if you record in the environment like this, you would want to hear that you are at a live event. But only to a certain amount, because otherwise, yeah, as yeah. soon as you want to be heard, so it sort of balances it out so that the yes. voice is clear, but... So uh, if you go like full on pro and you export the tracks for itself, you can also choose how much you want of the the background ambience noise or whatever you call it. We may not have even needed to be at the conference by the sounds of it. Really, it, it sort of throws everyone so far out of the background noise. It's really impressive. Well, it's it's just really pleasant background chatter at that point. It kind of felt like when you're in a very busy station and you pull mm. out your AirPods mm. and then you don't put on any music, but there's a noise cancellation. It's like, oh, I can yes. breathe. Mm. That's exactly how it felt like. Yeah, absolutely. And that's a really good comparison, actually. It's an astonishing level of noise reduction and automatic leveling for, yeah, as I say, a completely automatic process. It's really really good i think now a lot of services are getting that good in in general as well we use descript a lot on um, a bunch of projects i work on and they've got their studio sound processing level mm. which has saved audio that would otherwise be unlistenable mm. and then also adobe yeah have released a website podcast.adobe.com forward slash enhance and it's just an online tool where you can upload up to an hour's worth of audio yeah. and it again like even better than the descript stuff it it just can turn really shoddy audio into really good audio and 
I feel like so many of these sort of processes are getting so clever and it's going to make it easier and easier not to do it properly in the first place. <laughs> well, that's what I was going to say, actually. The most impressive thing about this for me is the fact that it does it all on board automatically. Literally, all we did was clip the mics on, hit record, and then hit stop when we were done. And the fact that all of this was done automatically for me opens a lot of possibilities for non-techie people to get really good audio quality without having to run everything through a producer for each edit. So the final version of the audio that the Nomodo Sound Capsule produces is a spatial audio version, which uses a lot of fancy algorithms to basically do positional audio, allowing you to hear where people are in relation to you as if you were in the room. Basically, it's based on Dolby Atmos technology, a lot of very fancy audio science wizardry. But this is what that sounds like. So what do we think of the Nomono sound capsule? I have to say, I am very impressed. It's really difficult to know without hearing it. I've got to be honest. Yeah, like, yeah. And the idea of it is so cool. Yeah. But I have no idea about the sound quality. So it's really yes. difficult to make any sort of decision. Yeah. The sound quality is ultimately the deciding factor. The features, yeah. I've got to say, are very impressive. And just, you know, just the, the plug and play nature of it. Even if so, you know, we're obviously in the on the show floor of the podcast show and it's very noisy, mm -hmm. even just for like talking to you guys like a couple of feet away. Yeah, I can't hear you at all. That's yeah. how noisy it is. Yeah, exactly. Um, but even if you were doing it just in a meeting room, for example, the ability to just go, okay, bump, 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 take the mics out, take the box out, hit record, and you're off to the races. That alone, mm. I can see as being an absolute game changer, particularly for podcast production companies who work with you know, guests or hosts, essentially, who don't have a huge amount of experience yeah. with the, the tech side of it. And it yeah. means that you don't even really necessarily need an on-site producer to do it like, Ooh, but you do need the, yeah. but you do need the kit and like so how often are mm. people gonna i mean it's three it's just over three grand just over two grand like the guys at fresh air for example a uh podcast that they did with auto trader where they were recording in cars uh -huh. driving around and neil cowling ceo of fresh air was saying it was a nightmare mm -hmm. getting all of the tech set up for that kind of recording mm -hmm. and something like this well, you can just go, yeah, just sling it in the back. Yeah, I mean, microphone on both the things. Even just like doing Vox Pops at the event, at yeah. the podcast show. Like, it, I always get so flustered, like trying to take out a kit and and trying to um, get, get a setup and make sure yeah. that it's recording correctly. Like, this is so easy. Mm. And also, if you're walking around, it's just so nice for movement. I think it, it's a nice opportunity for people to be more creative as well. Like, mm. I was just saying, like, the Cinema podcast, imagine if they had this mm -hmm. while they're walking from home and they don't have to, because I've seen a picture of their mic and it's yeah, like that yeah. big fluffy mic yeah. 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 kids. <laughs> I've just put the tote bag of tech onto the table. <laughs> yeah. Which is visibly shook. Heavy. It's he it, is this heavy? That's not heavy at all. Like no. this this feather go really that, like, that's that's oh, the God. traditional kit. But yeah. there is an amount where all tech can fail. Hmm. Yes. So I like to run a backup and I can't 
here to monitor, you know, you've got to trust that yes. it's doing what That's it's really doing. stressful, yeah. Yeah. isn't it? Yeah. The other thing I would say, just to play devil's advocate, is like when you're go walking around doing Vox Pops, one of the things that you can be like, I'm doing Vox Pops, come and speak to me, is a microphone. Yes. Yeah. And it's such a visible sort of tool of being like, hello, this is, it's very evident what yes. I'm doing right you now. You're on air. You're, they, yes, you're on a microphone. Say. Whereas if you've got a clip, it's, you know, it looks like we've just got tiny little... I don't even, what, what, how would you describe them? Little grey boxes clipped like on our top. A 50 cents, <laughs> 50 pence piece size thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. They did say that, because there's like a little magnetic bit at the back that you can use to properly connect it to yourself in, in like facing the right way. But you can also magnetic it onto a mic stand. Yeah, mic like, a, okay. like a big boom arm. To look like at least it's it's. But that in itself is really counterproductive, surely. Yeah. <laughs> why not but just, if you why not just have a microphone? To someone, you could then use a, a separate one to point at them or or just pass it to them, you know. Yeah. It, it, could, it could be used in a more physically obvious kind of yeah. way but yeah it's an interesting thing like yeah but do, do you think independent people will be looking at buying this sort of product or is it more big companies that are going to be looking at buying this product i can see it being used i was having a discussion about this earlier with matt hill mm. it can be used as a go-to kit for people who are making podcasts who aren't at all technically savvy, okay. who can make things remotely. Because the amount of times I've been sent the most shoddy audio yeah. Yeah. from people who have gone, oh, I've just got my mate, this is a great person, I want to be guesting on my podcast, mm. let's just record. And they haven't had a chance to, you know, actually set up anything because mm. that's not what they've got available to them. So mm. they, this could be a, you want to do two series of a thing, you know, an ongoing series of a thing. Take this. This is your all-in-one yeah. kit. It'll automatically upload to the producer, say, mm. to then use. The first thing that jumped out as a as an example about this for me is the Movers and Shakers podcast, which is produced by uh, Nick Hilton over at Podo. And it's produced in a pub in Notting Hill with a bunch of mostly ex media and ex kind of BBC people, admittedly. So they're not, you know, they're not complete novices when it comes to the tech, mm -hmm. but also they probably haven't had to do a huge amount of setup no, themselves. Maybe and turn on a Nagra or something. Yeah. And like they've, you know, I've seen pictures of them recording and it's, you know, the mic stands and wires yeah, going yeah. everywhere. And I can so imagine this being massively useful where they just go into the pub. Plop, mm, open yeah. it up, you know, clip, 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 record, yeah. and they're away. Although they'll have to buy two kids because they're six people. Ah, no, but all of these mics, so the, the box itself. The middle box acts as another microphone, oh. we're told. Yeah. Um, it's so, mainly used to be able to do the AI on reducing the background noise, okay. yeah. but it's got eight microphones to the same quality level as these clip-on mics built into the box in the yeah. middle and you can go in there in their software and just use that audio or you know work out how much of the background you want to take out versus bring in um but yeah it allows for four very easily or you could just shove that in the middle of i'd be so worried about can i just say i do really like the, love the look of this kit and i would 100 percent get one i'm just it, playing it looks advocate, like a giant rollo yeah. more than anything else to me <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it does. You're exactly right. Um, but what I was going to say was about the clip-on mics. Yes. Mm. They're so small that yeah. I'd be so nervous about, about losing, losing them. them. Because mm. unless you're constantly putting them back in, if you just leave it on someone, it's like, like airplane, yeah. you know, like, especially if you're in the pub. So the spatial audio 
feels to me a little bit unnecessary. It's impressive. And it's particularly good, I think, for stuff like this, where you're trying to capture the feeling of a live discussion and being in the same room as a a larger group of people. But I'm not entirely convinced it's enough of a difference for anyone to buy it on the strength of that alone. Emma, what do you reckon? So I think a lot of this is, it's a nice feature to have and to play with, but most people aren't going to be delivering out audio to people with, you know, five points around sound. You're listening on headphones, on a noisy tube or through car speakers or out loud out with your phone. Not enough people are going to be able to hear the full quality to make it worthwhile. As you say, I don't think it's going to be a selling point just on its own. Like maybe for Mm. really interesting creative projects where people are doing something really clever and innovative, Mm. then yes, great. But I also still think those people also want to be able to hear what's being captured. It's a really subtle difference as well. And I think podcast producers and audiophiles like us are likely to have, you know, pretty decent cans with which they edit and assess things. Majority of the listeners probably aren't. And, you know, you raised the very good point off mic, Emma, that in a lot of cases you're mixing back down to stereo at the most and in a lot of cases mono. There is a school of thought where people will slightly pan different people's voices left or right. My personal choice is not to do that. I know that there are enough people with unequal hearing abilities and there are enough people listening on one headphone or out of a dodgy setup that's that's not properly left and righted. Mm. But it's just it, for accessibility and for just ease of use. I find it so much simpler mm. and, yeah, kinder to just have it mono. I kind of disagree with both of you, where Ooh. I think I am someone, again, I'm going to mention the AirPods again, because they're, too, I'm, they're in my life every single day. Um, <laughs> and I listen to my podcast listen, using my AirPods, and AirPods do have- As to most people, it, it has yeah. to be said. Yeah. And a lot most of people, people definitely. are you listening on AirPods? I would say so. Like, considering the amount of podcast listening that's done on Apple Podcasts and the amount of iPhone users that use AirPods as their sort of daily I driver. I think most people. Anyway, well, that's another discussion. Well, to have. Certainly, <laughs> if not if not most, but there is a lot. As someone who uses my AirPods constantly and uses the AirPods to listen to podcasts, I always put the spatial audio button on because you do have that with AirPods. And even if it's a conversational podcast or a podcast that's immersive, I prefer it personally just because I feel like it just heightens the quality a bit for me. I also don't just listen to podcasts while I'm commuting. Like I will listen to podcasts at home a lot. Sometimes when I'm doing nothing and sometimes if I'm doing errands at home, but I will listen to them in that kind of like quiet, closed environment where I'm taking in that audio. So I do appreciate it when it is there. And I think it's it's nice to have as an option. So overall then, what do we think of the Nomono sound capsule as a 
product as an offering. Emma, what do you reckon? When I first listened to it, it's definitely the kind of kit you could set up and then hand to a project with non-techie celebrities. The celebrity people are the ones that you have least time with to be able to set up things in the most correct way a lot of the time. Mm. I think it's it's not only good for people who are not techie, which is me. I'm very, very bad at tech, <laughs> so this is amazing. But also, I think it's really it's a really cool way to enable podcasters to explore new formats. Because what's really cool about it is that you can, you know, clip your mic. And I think they said, like, you can leave the little box thing like 10 meters away yeah. and walk around and it will still record in high quality. And this way, if you're at events like the podcast show, or if you're people like the cinema, for example, walking home and, and uh, recording their walk from the cinema, it just makes it so much easier to record things that are like while you're doing something else, something that's outside, something that's yeah. more Brent and just like a whole new format in podcasting that would be so difficult when you have mm. these big, heavy, complicated kits, but it makes it so easy and simple. What's funny about this kit is that the selling point of it seems that it's really good for people that are independent and people that don't have background in audio or experience. But unfortunately, the price of it is more suitable for podcast companies and not for independents. Where the sweet spot is, for me, is for production companies or potentially even podcast networks to buy for use by multiple people, multiple teams of podcasters who wouldn't have the resources for this kind of thing individually, but as a sort of shared centralized resource, I think it has potential. We've spoken to people like the National Trust's podcast team and 1860, who produce A Life More Wild for Canopy and Stars, that rely a lot on field recording. I can really see this being a big advantage for, because you don't have to lug around a giant tote bag full of microphones. It's one melon-sized kit that you can take out and about with you. It does certainly give the ability to yeah throw it all in a backpack that element of not being able to listen in really, really irked me. Mm. It was a real unnatural feeling for me. Mm. Well, we'll have to leave it there for this bonus episode of the Pop Pop Podcast. Thanks to Nimono for letting us test their intriguing new device, and to Emma Corsham, Reem McCurry, and Rihanna Dillon for joining me. I've been Adam Shepard, and I'll see you next time for our regularly scheduled dose of podcasting insight. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.